Everything all right, General? <sighs> I should be content the war's over, but change is not always easy. I hope my people will embrace this peace. Ryloth is safe, Jam. This is what you fought for. Yes, it is. Another Bad Batch Fridays, Bucketheads. Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 71st Synergistically Syndulla episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if possible, or so inclined, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are what helps an independent show like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, in the in the uh, uh, just the burgeoning landscape that is podcasting, and uh, helps us to defeat the tyranny of the algorithm. And uh, I have something really special I want to share with you all today because we got a sweet, sweet, sweet five-star review. One of them. Popped in a few weeks back. I didn't get a chance to read it uh, until recently, <laughs> and I wanted to share it with the show. All right, this is from, I hope I'm saying this right, Peshaw, <laughs> which I like very, very much. It says, fantastic five stars. I listen to several podcasts featuring the Bad Batch. This is by far the best. Great energy, easy to listen and understand, great recaps, as well as intelligent commentary. Well, well, thank you very much. So much better than a bunch of know-nothing loudmouths screaming and hollering over each other. Thank you. Seriously, thank you for raising the bar for other podcasters. Keep up the great work. Signed, Queen Peshaw. Thank you, Queen Peshaw. My goodness. I saw that, that five-star review on there, and my heart went all aflutter. You, the, the kindness overflowing from you, and I thank you so very, very much. When I read the reviews, I kind of wanted to come up with a name for it. And since we are Mandovision, I was thinking something along the lines, you know you know how the, the, the Mandalorians of the past rode the great Mythosaur. And I wanted to kind of call it like the Reviewosaur. But <laughs> what do you think? Does that work? Should we workshop that a little bit more? Or should we call the review section Reviewosaur? Or Mytha Review? I think I like Reviewosaur better. If just off the top of my head. But I'm, I'm open to, to uh, suggestions. So please, you know how to reach me, how to hit me up. Uh, and again, thank you, Queen Pishaw, for the kind, kind review. So yeah, we're we're back for another Bad Batch Friday, Season 1, Episode 12, Devil's Deal. I'm really excited to get into this one. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I don't, I've mentioned it before, I don't really go out of my way to, to find uh, uh, spoilers or things in advance of watching the show. I really just, I want to watch the show and I want to be surprised. So opening this episode on Ryloth with the Sandula clan, oh, I, my heart, what well, my heart, again, was all a flutter. Uh, I was so excited and delighted to see where we were going to go with this episode. And uh, we went to some interesting places, and we will talk about that on the other side of the of, the, of our little uh, Bad Batch bumper that we do uh, to kind of signify the official beginning of, of breaking down the episode. 
but I'm really excited to get into this one. This was a fun one for sure. Uh, there are a couple bit of star- a couple pieces of Star Wars news did come out today, or not today. They they came out earlier this week. I think it was on Monday when uh, Lucasfilm dropped the the teaser, uh, the, the sort of like I don't know. It's not really like a trailer necessarily, but it was sort of like a like here here's this Star Wars stuff with some commentary from the people behind it. I don't know what you call those, just behind the scenes kind of uh, featurette maybe uh, for the new Star Wars Visions. A series that's going to be coming out in September. This is this is the anime uh, uh, Star Wars stories that are coming soon, uh, an anime take on on the Star Wars universe. And I guess there's a, like a little bit of pushback from some folks who are like, "Oh, well, it's not going to be canon, or you know, whatever." And so for some reason, that makes it less uh, interesting, less valid. Uh, I don't, I don't, I couldn't swear to a hundred percent. I I don't know if that is out there or not. If they have said for one hundred percent certainty that this is. This is just out here, and it's not canon. Or, or, or it could be. I don't know. But either way, getting such a unique vision of Star Wars uh, uh, through the eye of, of these incredible uh, uh, Japanese animators, I think it's going to be fascinating to see. I mean, uh, back in the day, before Marvel reacquired the, the license for the comic books of Star Wars, uh, Dark Horse began doing some manga stuff, uh, manga versions of the, of the Star Wars films. And the, those were fun. And, and just full of so much dynamic energy. And I, I can't wait to see what the anime version of, of Star Wars will look like in, in Visions when that drops on September 14th. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be really, really a lot of fun. And you know we're going to cover it here on the podcast. So don't, don't worry about that. You know, I don't know if we need to be doing like the, the kind of breakdowns that we're doing here. Uh, I guess it sort of depends on, on, on what happens in these shows. It's TBD. Is what I'm getting at. We're definitely going to talk about that series on the show. It just kind of depends on our format. Their format will base will, will dictate our format. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about that. It should be a lot of fun, though. I'm really excited to take a look at it. What we saw, the clips they showed, the the animations that they showed, were were so dynamic, so interesting, uh, such visual flair to them. I, I'm really really excited for what this visions uh, a series has in store for us. Really really excited. And then on, on a smaller note. Uh, uh, once again, our 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 main our main man, our main Boba, our Boba Fett, <laughs> Tamara Morrison was was back doing the interviews. Like this guy is just hitting interviews left and right, and of course, everyone's asking him about the book of Boba Fett coming in in December at the end of the year, and, and what's in store for us. And uh, you know, he didn't say too much. I mean, other than it's just going to blow our minds and it's going to rock our worlds. And, and uh, you know, I like hearing that. But he did also elaborate on some some more directors that are going to be involved in the series, besides for Robert Rodriguez. He did say Jean Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, he said Dave Filoni. And, and you know, so a, a lot of these guys coming over from The Mandalorian makes a ton of sense. And, yeah, I think you all know that uh, we're all in on the book of Boba Fett on this podcast. So, so yeah, let's do it. Let's get excited for that. I can't wait for December to get here. And we're halfway there. We're in July, and things are rolling really fast. Really, really fast. I hope everyone's having a nice summer. I hope you're having a blast out there. Uh, maybe you're getting back out into the world. Maybe you've been in the world the whole time. Whatever whatever floats your boat. I hope you're just being, having a great time and being cool to others. That's all that really, really matters. All right, it is time. It's Bad Batch Fridays, and we're going to get into the devil's deal right now. You know what that means. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. My friends, I understand your uneasiness. The one thing we have always done as a people is stand together to defend Ryloth. When the Clone War began, 
and the Republic was losing. We were on our own. But when our losses mounted and the enemy closed in, the clone army came to our aid. We would not be here today if it wasn't for them. They fought with us. They fought for us. And they have earned our respect. I trust them to protect us as they always have. The war has ended. Let us lay down our weapons and focus on Ryloth's future. Yes, indeed. The Empire on Ryloth. Ooh, this is some interesting stuff. A lot of things to get into on this episode. Some of the some of the fun connections. You know, if you're just new to the Bad Batch, I think you can watch this episode and totally enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but if you're invested in in Star Wars animation and, and you've already watched Clone Wars and Rebels, I think you you appreciate this one so much more. And and we'll talk about that here in just a little bitty bit. All right. So today's episode is. I'm sorry. I think I I think I might have announced this wrong earlier. It's uh, uh, season one, episode eleven. Devil's Deal. I think I might have said 12 earlier. Sorry about that. The uh, The release date is today, July 9th, 2021. Our plot. As the seeds of rebellion ferment on an outer rim world, the Empire schemes to squash it. Nefarious. Nefarious of that Empire. Our principal cast today... Ooh, you know what? Let's read our director first. Stuart Lee, once again, behind the animation camera. Written by... This episode written by Tamar, Tamara uh, Betcher Wilkinson. Story editor, once again, Matt Mishnovitz. And our cast this week. D. Bradley Baker returns as the Bad Batch, Captain Hauser, and various clone troopers. Michelle Eng is Omega. Robin Atkin Downs returns as Cham Sindula. Uh, Fairleth Young is Eleni Sindula. Corey Burton is Gabi Glee. Gobi Glee, I think it's, yeah, Gobi Glee. Vanessa Marshall is Hera Sindula. Shelby Young, Link. Phil Lamar returns as On Free Ta. And Vivai Nguyen is Saren. Nashard Dalal is Vice Admiral Rampart, and Chopper is played by Chopper, so that works out pretty nicely for him. Uh, it will, I, you know, I don't want to genderize Chopper. Let's not go there. Let's not do that whole thing. Uh, but yeah, this is a fun episode in the sense that, like, it's sort of, if you are familiar with the Clone Wars, it's sort of a return of, of a lot of uh, familiarity, and, and that's always nice. I, there are a few... You know, it's always fun to kind of go through the Bad Batch reviews um, on IMDb as I'm prepping for these episodes, because some people are just horrible. I want to read this one to you, uh, because I think this is uh, ridiculous, okay? <laughs> this isn't even the whole thing. It's just really bad. Uh, let's see, here's the one I want. Okay, Bad Batch barely appears in it. Instead, what you get is more backstory for a character nobody cared about in a show very few people cared about. Not everyone in the galaxy needs to know each other. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> this has been the first Bad Batch episode I have not enjoyed. I felt like it was bad fan service at most. I believe Rebels and Harrison Dula were awesome, but a prequel origin story was not asked for, especially in the namesake of the Bad Batch series. And there's another one in this that I thought was uh, interesting as well. Okay, so here, I want to. Uh, this, these are all three star reviews on IMDb. Uh, so, say the fourth episode of The Mandalorian Season 2 is different. Instead of him going back to Navarro, it starts on Yavin 4, and Poe is growing up with his parents. The Imperial Remnant is trying to claim the system, and we get a boring political story interspersed with scenes of Poe and BB 8 on stupid hijinks. Oh, and Poe constantly says, I want to be a pilot. Are you a pilot? It's my biggest dream to become a pilot. Oh, boy, I can't even finish reading this. It's, it's terrible. Um. 
I disagree with these reviews. All, all due respect to these people, they are entitled to their opinions, uh, and and I hopefully they respect the fact that I have my own, and mine is much more positive of this episode. It is a little strange that the batch takes very much a back seat in this episode, um, but I think that's that's by design because I think we're going to get a lot of. Listen, I think this will be a setup episode. I think because if you go on IMDb, I'm going to give some spoilers out right now. the 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 titles of the next three episodes are on IMDb. If that if they are to be believed, heaping grains of salt as I tell you these episode titles. Right, episode twelve, rescue on Ryloth. I think the way this ends, we sort of see that being the case. Right, episode thirteen is titled Infested, and episode fourteen. War Mantle, which that sounds that sounds kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of into that one. So yeah, this is an interesting episode because because the back the batch is on the back seat. Uh, we get to focus on on Ryloth, a, a planet we became very familiar with uh, in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, but particularly in, particularly in season one when they did a whole Ryloth, Ryloth trilogy. Uh, but through the through the course of Rebels too, and getting to know Hera Syndulla and more about her family and and. Uh, sort of the difficulty she has with her father uh, through that show. And now we sort of get, like, ground zero for, for Hera as far as that goes. And and one of the reasons why I find this episode so interesting uh, is partly because, you know, on Mondays we're doing our, our Clone Wars rewatch episodes, and it wasn't that long ago that we did the episode talking about those, the, those Ryloth trilogy episodes and, and getting into those and breaking those down. Uh, and that's what I meant earlier when I said if you if you're familiar with that, those episodes can only enrich this episode of the Bad Batch because you understand what he's talking about. When when Cham Syndulla's up there talking to the people and he's talking about when the clone army came, the they you know, the Twi- the Twi'leks didn't want them there. The Twi'leks were were very adamant about there not being a clone army presence on Ryloth to f- to help them against the separatists. Uh but but a uh, uh, Jedi Master Mage Windu helped broker a deal with Cham Syndulla with Senator Ornfrey Ta, to allow the clone army to come to Ryloth to help defend it against separatists. And and that that's the big driving arc in, in that Ryloth series. I mean, there's a lot there. The the, the, the Mesa Windu episode is specifically focused on bringing these, these sides together and allowing the Republic to put clones on Ryloth. Now, because of the turmoil, the, the changing over of the Republic to the Empire... Now they want to keep their presence there, which is something that was also in that episode. Frita promised Syndulla that the clones would not stay there once the war was done. So it seems that Syndulla has sort of begrudgingly accepted the clones' presence, despite the fact that he had Frita promise that the clones would leave as soon as the war was done and Ryloth was safe. Now with the Empire there, I think Syndulla sees the right on the wall. I don't think he understands, or, or he doesn't quite fathom um, the tyrannical boot that is coming down on Ryloth. I mean, because his senator's there, Ornfrita is their senator still. And, and they're, they're, they're the trappings of the Empire are like, oh, we're just here, we're a peacekeeping force, and like, will you guys help us set up this cool refinery? And it's going to have you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs for, for, for Twi'leks, and it, it's going to be great for everyone. Um, we all know that that's not how the Empire does business. That's not how things are going to go. And and this episode turns into like a giant smokescreen to smoke out in potential insurgency. You know, they they want to catch Syndulla doing something treasonous so they can take him off the board. He is the charismatic leader 
of the Tweedlick people. He may not be the senator. He may not be the representative of Ryloth in the Senate, but he has the attention of the people. And you can see how that grates on Senator Ornfried Ta. He wants to be the one who commands this respect. But he stayed on Coruscant for the vast majority of the war. Sindula was there on the ground, fighting with the people, for the people, against the separatists. Obviously, he is their chosen... He is the, he is the leader by uh, the, the, the people's choice, right? You know, the people's leader. Uh, not Frita. So Frita, despite the fact they said the same things, Sandula saying it carries far more weight than Senator Orn Frita saying it. And that, again, rankles Frita greatly. We should also mention on this episode, um, much like earlier in the season when we got to focus on Crosshair and do, uh, fulfilling his obligations, fulfilling his duty as an Imperial officer, uh, Crosshair is in the mix this time. It seems to be wherever Rampart goes, Crosshair is there with him. Uh, Crosshair has become a trusted uh, a trusted soldier of Ramparts, a trusted uh, leader of, of the clones and of the, uh, the new, the new not-clone troopers, the... <laughs> not the right word you know what i want to say though <laughs> the the drafted the enlisted people of the galaxy who are now signing up for imperial service in their in their army uh, he's proving himself to be a natural leader in that sense but he's on the ground in this episode uh, he spots the rebel leaders uh in in the in the in the in the crowd and and is prepared for potential conflict for potential danger for uh, rampart to have shots taken at him and he's ready to spring into action and it's uh, it's interesting to see him as this this sort of enforcer character. It's it's uh, you know we know he's capable. We know he is a tough dude, but yeah, I mean I don't know what else to say about his presence here other than like he is lethal. Uh, we see what he does later in this episode. The way Rampart uses him against the Sandulas, the way he deploys him very strategically. The Empire had a plan from the beginning, like we said, to smoke out the Sandulas. So that they could, there would be no rallying cry. Like once, sort of, like the empire is revealed for what they are, there would be no rebellion. Not without, not without Sindula there to to rally the people to the cause. So this whole episode, in in a sense, is designed to uh, just smoke out Cham Sindula, take him off the board, and make sure that the Ryla people are kind of put in their place by imperial standards. And it, that's it's also interesting because uh, Gobi Glee, his his right hand man. Uh, has a lot of sway as as a fighter, but he doesn't seem to be able to be the the, the, the face of the people, the face of Ryloth, the face the face of the Twi'leks. Uh So, Sindula is obviously the the one that has to be taken out and removed from the board. But Glee would probably, I would assume, be the leader of the resistance of the Empire, which ties in to uh, Glee in in another sense as well, because. Uh, down the road, you know, we you know we haven't dived too much into uh, the prequel trilogy. Or, I'm sorry, not the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy on the show. I'm talking about The Force Awakens, uh, uh, The Last Jedi, and, and The Rise of Skywalker. In that series, the Glee 44 blaster pistol is named after Gobi Glee. It's manufactured on the Irisis Ryloth defense tech. And this is the blaster used by the Resistance against the First Order some 50 years after the events of... of this 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 show basically so uh, a glee no a known fighter and a hero of the Ryla people on his own no doubt about that and yeah that's some interesting interesting stuff but yeah I was saying, I was talking about crosshair and I got way off way off target <laughs> but yes you see him is in this episode and he is just pure menacing threatening uh, uh, just a, the highest level of efficiency 
and and no hesitation. He is the epitome of what a stormtrooper could and should be. All right, so now I want to catch up with our with our our future friend Harrison Dula. You know, we meet her as as a as a much younger Hera here. Still has her her native Ryloth accent, um, which I thought was an interesting touch for the character. But she's there with Chopper. We get a little Chopper action, and you'll see. Uh, there's a shot in 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 the Sindula household of a crashed Y-wing. That is the 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 crashed Y-wing is is how Chopper came into into Harrison Dula's possession. So he was in that Y-wing for the Republic, and now the laws of salvage apply, right? So if that pilot's dead and no one came to comes to claim Chopper, Harrison Sindula now has Chopper on her side. So I want to play the sequence here with Sindula with Hera watching this new Imperial finery with Chopper. I, I really like a lot of this. Check it out. Ah. I don't know, Chop. Nothing looks out of the ordinary. Just a mining facility. I overheard Father say this is only the first location. No, we can't go. Uncle Gobi told us to stay and gather intel. So that's an interesting thing to note too, as well. It doesn't see again. We see it later in the episode. Obviously, like like Jam and and his wife do not want Hera running these sort of recon missions for the resistance because they're supposed to be in peacetime. Uh, but a lot of a lot of the Twi'leks have not laid down arms and do not accept the Imperial presence on the planet. So her uncle Gobi has her running these missions. And and I, I would imagine that there's there's I, I would think there should be more conflict between the family on on this particular scenario. Though again, growing up in the Clone Wars, I mean this is probably what Hera's been doing since she was a small child. So it's a little it, it's a little probably it's probably a bit against her nature to to just so easily trust this new empire once it's on Ryloth. Let's check out a little bit more of the scene. It's Hera looking up to the sky. Actually, it's a quieter scene than I thought, but <laughs> so I'm gonna we're we're, we're gonna stop it right there. But yeah, it, this is uh, this is Hera, you know, showing us like she's a dreamer at this point. You know, she doesn't she's involved in the in this in this rebellion, this sort of fomenting rebellion against the Empire on her planet. But she has dreams and aspirations of her own, uh, which is is I like this part of the show. Like I don't understand why so many people were, were critical of this in some of their reviews of it. I mean, this is Hera that we know and love. So why why don't we want to see her on the beginnings of her journey? Like the ask, you know, this is not that different than Luke Skywalker <laughs> in a lot of senses. Luke wanted to be a planet. He uh, he wanted to be a planet. Luke wanted to be a pilot. He wanted to get off Tatooine. Hera's not all that different. She's not really willing to abandon her planet just yet. She wants to fight for it, but she has other intentions, other plans for herself down the road. Once, once her people are in a better place, and I, again, I like that. I like seeing this character sort of origin and what's to come with her kind of being put into these positions by by her uncle and 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 why why her why her father and her mother want her out of everything to stay out of this and sort of it's not a let the adults handle it sort of situation, but it's just like we need to keep you out of danger. You shouldn't be doing these these things for a resistance that's supposed to have laid down their arms now. So let's just go ahead and cut to when, when uh, Hera is apprehended in the restricted zone and taken back to her father. And uh, the little conversation they have here. I like this a bit too. We'll, we'll play both parts of it, but I might stop in the middle here. Sorry about this, General, but they were found inside a restricted zone. 
We were just exploring. I'm in a tough spot, champ. Between us, things are a little tense at the moment. I won't report this, but it can't happen again. I assure you it won't. Thank you, Hauser. I want to pause right there, too, because uh, we haven't talked about Commander Hauser in this episode just yet. I really like that, that it seems that Hauser and, and Sindula have a relationship, that they have kind of been in the thick of it together during the Clone Wars against the Separatists. You know, there seems to be a mutual respect and admiration, admiration particularly from, from Hauser to Sindula, but Sindula, at the very minimum, respects Hauser for, for you know, being loyal to the people of Ryloth, for aiding the people of Ryloth, not making it uh, ever feel like they were an um, invading army, an occupying force. That changes now, of course, but Hauser still has that respect for Sindula, and I like that quite a bit. And, and again, you know, the Sindulas are trying to keep Hera out of trouble, but her uncle Kehana keeps putting her in it. Let's, see how, let's hear her explanation. What were you doing out there? I already told you. I want the truth, Hera. I sent her. Hera, Chopper, inside. Now. So I just want to fast forward it just a tiny bit here and uh, hear the part between Hera and her mother. It's not fair. We didn't do anything wrong. The Imperial refinery is off limits, Hera. You know that. Uh, I never said we were at the refinery. I have my ways too. Now then, tell me what you saw. Leave nothing out. So an interesting scene between mother and daughter in there. And we get the impression that the Sindulas, again, not necessarily tr trusting of this new empire, but they just, Sham in particular just seems like he, he, he needs the war to stop. He needs to stop fighting. He needs his people to have a moment to, uh, to heal from all the conflict that they've been involved in with the Clone Wars. Now we get to the scene uh, with, with Gobi and Cham discussing with emotion. That is unacceptable. Do you realize what could have happened if this was reported? My daughter spying on an Imperial facility? Why would it be spying? What don't they want us to see? This is a delicate situation. I will not have you put Hera in the middle of it. The clones were supposed to leave Ryloth when the war ended. Remember, that's what we, what we, like, what we talked about. That was the deal that was struck between Cham and Onfrita in that episode with Mace Windu back in Season 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So there's your, there's your reference point to that. I will not stand by while more arrive each day. We agreed to disband when the time came. What was the point of fighting if we cannot accept peace? We've been friends a long time, Sham. I'm telling you, the Imperials are up to something. You just don't want to see it. All right, interesting stuff there, and, and just uh, a lot of fun. All right, I got another tiny sequence here. I'm sorry I'm playing a lot of clips today. But there's some really fascinating stuff in here that really uh, reflects strongly in the characters, and I want to play this one sequence here between Hera and her father. This is uh, shortly after she's been brought back by, by Hauser. If we need to fight, I am as capable as anyone. Gobi trusts me to do my part. Why can't you? <laughs> that fiery spirit. You remind me of myself at your age. But I want more for you, Hera. Fighting, it takes a toll. 
My hope is that you won't ever have to live a life like mine. All right, so what you get to next is uh, Gobi's going to go do his thing. He's going to, you know, it appears by all accounts that uh, the, 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 the Twi'lek resistance has disbanded. They've turned in their arms, but Gobi's got his, other pl his own plans, and he's going to go make a little pickup on one of the Ryloth moons here. Uh, and, of course, he is meeting. This is where we meet with the Batch, because uh, Gobi reaches out to Sid for a weapon arms deal. The Bad Batch delivers. This is where we get to meet, see the Batch for the first time in the episode, for the only time in the episode. Uh, but what you get here is a really interesting sequence because, again, Hera is, is going to uh, abide by her father's request that, that she stay out of it, not be involved in, in this, this life. Uh, but Gobi presents her with the opportunity to fly the shuttle, so she jumps at the chance to do some flying. That gets her onto the moon. Now, as they take off, Crosshair once again comes into play. The Empire has got a plan here, and the, and, the, and everything's kind of falling right into place for it. Uh, Crosshair hits the ship with the tracking device, and they will know exactly when and where uh, Gobi is coming back onto the planet uh, with arms. They know what he's doing. They're well aware of everything going on. I was a little surprised that they waited for him to come back instead of just attacking him on the moon. I thought that might have made it for a more interesting, action-packed sort of episode. But there, again, there's a whole bigger plot here going on with crushing the spirit of the Ryloth people. So they wanted to make sure they got Syndulla. Uh, and and uh, they, you know, spoilers, they remove Ornfri Ta from the situation as well. He plays a, he has a part to play, and it's it's to die at the end. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting stuff. We're not there yet, though. I, I promise we will get to the end soon. I'm doing a longer podcast than the show was already. It's it's it, I, this is getting this is happening more and more often. <laughs> but I did want to I want to play the little sequence here with uh, with Hera and Omega on the Bad Batch's ship. She's uh, instantly fascinated by the ship, and you get like this neat little bonding moment between between Hera and Omega, which I suspect has something to do. Uh, which is sort of like, uh, excuse me, I'm tripping over my words. I think this is sort of going to be what sets up next week's episode. Uh, I'm uh, suspecting the Hera will reach out to Omega, and the and and will get the Batch to come in and to help it get her off of Ryloth. And uh, yeah, that should be that should be pretty darn interesting. But let's go ahead and check out their little conversation because I, I like their little bonding scene here. This is the sensor array, and that's the deflector shield over there's the nav radar, and this is the hyperdrive. You sure know a lot about this. Do you fly? No. Tech won't let me train until I can recite all of the ship's specifications from memory. Specs are only half of it. Flying is... It's about a feeling. What do you mean? When I close my eyes and picture myself up there, I feel it. The instruments help guide you, but you plot your course. You're free. So you're a pilot? No, not yet. One day. Come on, I'll show you my favorite part of the ship. All right, that's good. That's a good clip of that right there. And yeah, eventually they will go back to Ryloth. Everyone says goodbye. The batch takes off, and and uh, Hera and Gobi head back to Ryloth. But as they enter the atmosphere, uh, uh, Crosshair knows where they're going to be. Blows out their engine, forces them to crash, and now it's time to make an arrest. And of course, Hera is with them. This brings out the Syndulas because they will not let their daughter uh, be executed for treason because that is the decree. There's no trial, nothing. Ch guilty of treason and, and taken away 
on a prison transport, and the Sandulas will not let this stand. And you can see how formidable the Twi'lek fighters are, the Twi'lek resistance fighters are. They do some serious damage to the to uh, the clone troopers, to the Imperial, to Imperial property, which I'm assuming costs a lot of credits. But don't worry about that. It's fine. We want that stuff broken. But no, I, I love this part with with uh, with Cham on the on the speeder, and he's got like that sweet uh, like like battle pike thing he's got going on there. That thing is awesome. He he does some serious serious damage to uh to some clone troopers, and is able to free Hera. But we find out that that was sort of the plan all along, and Crosshair once again in position to uh, spoil the fun for everyone. All right, so here's a big confrontation. Let's check it out. How dare you attack our convoy? You are all traitors! You threaten my daughter and accuse her of treason? For years, I've watched you put your greed and self-interests above Ryloth. You are the one guilty of treason. Do something! He's the one holding the blaster. Chem, stop and think about what you're doing. That's Hauser. But Crosshair in position. He has a plan. Ta's time will come. But not this way. Hera's watching from a speeder. Thank you for playing your part, Senator. And there it is. The signal's given. <laughs> Senator Orn Frita, dead. And here's where Imperial reinforcements arrive to arrest the Sandulas, but not before Ilani can send Chopper and Hera on the run from the Empire and not be taken away. But Cham and Ilani, they are going to have to... They are going to take the fall for this. Uh, treason, attempted assassination of... Now, Rampart uses the word attempted assassination, but Ta's dead, so couldn't they just say he assassinated him? I'm curious if that plays out a little bit differently uh, You know, on the episode next week if they elaborate a little bit more fully on that. But yes, I mean, this was the plan. Again, we talked as we talked about, you have, you are removing dissidents from the board. Ryloth is going to be under the Imperial boot here any minute now. So squash rebellion before it can even begin. You take the, the heart and soul of the people away, the Chamsundula, the people's champion. You take the, him away and, and you sort of cut their heart out before they even have a chance. Now, Gobi is in custody as well, but he's going to get... Again, there might be a breakout at some point next week because, again, there there's a lot going on in this episode, and it sounds like next week we're going to pick up the pieces of, of of what happens. And I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. Let's go ahead and queue up the last clip of the episode. Here we go. Arrest these insurgents for the attempted assassination of Onfri Tar. They're all taken away in cuffs. Orn Frita's big body's taken away. The Sindula girl won't get far. Have our forces find her. Alright, so Rampart puts it on Hauser to go and track down Harris Sindula. And this basically closes out the episode. It's it's a, I found this episode to be really intense. I liked so much of it. So much of the character-driven stuff in this is really strong. And then again, this sort of uh, this imperial net that collapses around the Sindula family and the Twi'lek resistance fighters. Um, I thought 
I mean, I don't want to give the Empire credit, but it's a well-executed plan at the very, you know, bare minimum. They do a great job of, of, of rallying, you know, luring these, these dissidents in and capturing them. And now Hera is on the run with Chopper, and uh, she's about to have the full weight of the Imperial garrison on Ryloth crushing down on her. So, yeah, why not reach out to your new friend Omega and her uh, squad of badass clone troopers and uh, see what see if they can't help you out a little bit. It's going to be a good one next week. Again, you know, episode eleven, and and um, we're in the home stretch here. You know, we don't have we have five more to go, and next week's obviously connecting to this one. I'm a little surprised we haven't begun setting the stage for sort of the grand finale of of the season. Um, I thought there'd be some more elements in play by now to kind of uh, that would kind of coalesce into into like the big final two episodes or something of the of the series. Uh, but I like what we're doing. I like this divergent path. I've talked about I talked about it on previous episodes. I like it when Star Wars can get into some of the, these these political issues, some of these political aspirations of the Empire and the ramifications it has on the worlds around them. And, uh, you know, we saw it last week with Another World, but Ryloth is a planet that we have a much better, deeper familiarity with because of the Clone Wars, because of Rebels. And, and, and again, Rebels, again, is further down the timeline, but you know Hera, you know about her father, you know about that stuff. And then you go into Clone Wars, and this is all in the middle. So I love seeing this transition, this, this, this taking what was before, what was old, and twisting it into the new Empire mold. And, and I again, I'm really digging that. I like it because, again, the connection to Ryloth is so strong because we saw Sendula as a resistance fighter. We saw Mace Windu and him reaching a chord with Orn Free Ta. But Free Ta is terrible. And, I mean, he's basically become a puppet of the Empire anyways. Uh, and, and, and Sendula calls him out for that right before he gets blasted in the head from Crosshair. And uh, that was a really cool scene. It's not too often you see someone just get straight up murdered on a <laughs> on a Star Wars animated series, but yeah, they they showed that one pretty well. <laughs> Quite a thing. <laughs> Quite a thing right there. I don't know what do you all think. I again, I dig it. I'm enjoying the heck out of this series. I think it's an eight. It's an eight, maybe even an eight five, because I love getting into this the Empire ramping up and and you know the sort of evolution of the not even the evolution but the transition. Of the, of the Republic to the Empire and and how that is changing the, the the landscape of the galaxy. And I'm really, really digging that. And I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. I think this show has been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to continue reading the bad reviews on it because they make me laugh. And I think some of them, just my opinion, I think some of those, those uh, reviews are a little harsh and uh, borderline ridiculous. But, but let me know let me know if I'm the one that's way off base and I just have my head in the clouds. I don't know. My, I'm just watching this show with rose-colored glasses, maybe. Who knows? Anyways, let's get out of here. It's been Bad Batch Friday, and I have had a blast. Again, this is Season 1, Episode 11, Devil's Deal. And it was a hoot. Basically the origin story of Harrison Dula. And it looks, it looks like we'll be getting a Part 2 to that next week, so I can't wait. All right. My name is Tom, and this is the Mandavision Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. Remember, uh, please, please remember, uh, follow us on social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. And just like Queen, P- uh, Queen Pasha from earlier today, if you can, 
Five-star reviews are the best way to help small shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shovel, and punch the algorithm right in its throat, which is, that's the move right there. Hit it right in the throat. It's so good. Make it choke down a little bit of its own bile. It's so much fun. Anyways, <laughs> let's get out of here. You all go have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday for a big-time Clone Wars rewatch episode because we're getting into the Mandalore plot. I can't wait. It's going to be rad. You all take care, be good, and remember, there's only one way for this podcast to end, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.